we need that social awareness, that emotional intelligence, that sensory acuity to look at you know people's body languages or hear and listen and feel to those cues to know how effective our communication is going to be. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hey presto, Gavin here. Intelligence without social empathy and context is a hindrance. Intelligence without social empathy and context is a hindrance. I share this as a result of a conversation, a WhatsApp conversation that I was in last week, a private group uh, that's designed for people not only to network, but importantly to share a journey of exploration, of learning, of growth. And there was a member of the group that insisted on picking up a point of detail, uh, regulatory detail, and hammered on about how right he was, but it was completely out of context of the group. And he kept putting, he wanted to be right. You know, I often ask the question, do you want to be right or do you want to be successful? This guy was being right, but in terms of the group, he wasn't being successful. <laughs> Actually, recommended re- weekend reading for him would be, you know, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. So, I just wanted to um, take some learnings out of that experience because the more he went on banging over a point that was um, technically right, the more he alienated everybody else within the group. And that got me to thinking about context and the importance of context and also the difference between IQ and EQ, you know, um, intellectual quotient and emotional quotient. You know, we need that social awareness, that emotional intelligence, that sensory acuity to look at, you know, people's body languages or hear and listen and feel to those cues to know how effective our communication is going to be. So, you know, the first question, as you are talking, engaging with an audience, whether by, you know, uh, over a Zoom call or a Teams call, whether it by phone, whether it um, over, over kind of WhatsApp groups or something like that, notice, is, ask yourself the question, is your input adding value? And, you know, as Tony Robbins would say, the meaning of your communication is the response that you get. I pay a lot of attention to the response that my communication gets. And I think you need to look with your eyes, listen with your ears, but also feel and get a sense, what's the impact that I'm getting back? What's that person, what's the vibe I'm getting off that person? What are they saying? What are they not saying? What are they implying? What are they intimating? So pay attention to what's not being said. Um, uh, so it's massively important, but also pay attention to the context. The context for this group was shared learning and growth and exploration, not regulation. Yes, there's a regulatory praise. Yes, that's all important. But within this private learning community where people were just, as I say, exploring, there wasn't the time and the place for regulation. It's like Edward Bono and his seven thinking hats. And he talks about, you know, in the creative process, there's always going to be somebody that is the devil's advocate that says, no, that can't be done, that heightens and, and highlights all of the risks. But the important points, whilst that role is important, that needs to be at the end of the creative process, not 
to stop in full flow that creative process. So pay attention to context, pay attention to the response that you're getting back from them. And um, also be clear about what's your, ex- what's your intention from your communication. And is it having the impact that you desire? Remember, the meaning of your communication is the response that you get. Another example was uh, at a call with a prospective acquisition opportunity. And um, the guy would said in the conversation, the business owner said, um, yeah, if I had the right offer, I'd take one and a half million for it. But earlier on in the conversation, he said, you know what, I really want to get this business to five million in turnover. Now, what was different about those, not only the tonality, but it was ambivalent. Yeah, OK, I'll get one and a half million. I'll take one and a half million if it was offered. But he lit, he was pretty um, nondescript bland. Yeah, I use a phrase. I'm hearing it. I'm seeing it, but I ain't feeling it. He didn't mean it. And if I offered him one and a half million today, he wouldn't have accepted it. I'd put money on that. Because, and the reason why I say that, is because um, in another sentence he said, you know what, I really want to get this business to 5 million turnover. He lit up, there was energy behind what he had to say. There was conviction behind it. To me, my interpretation was he would not feel like his job was done with that business until he'd achieved 5 million turnover. Oh, and by the way, when we suggested that that could also be achieved through acquisition, he, he wasn't interested in that either. He wanted to have that sort of sense of achievement, sense of uh, satisfaction of having achieved the 5 million turnover organically through the efforts of him and his team. So, and, but I got that information, you know, by paying attention to the body language, by picking up his non-verbals, by, the, by his facial expressions, the energy in his voice, by the vibe that was getting off and the context of what he wanted to achieve. Also, earlier in the conversation, he'd spoken about, well, maybe I need to go and look to do things in corporate, you know, get an MBA and go and work in larger corporates. So he's looking for status. Yeah, the the perception is that by being um, a senior exec, a C-suite exec in a corporate would actually give him status. Achieving the five million in turnover would give him in status. So, you know, quickly with that sort of level, of, that data, we said, OK, this deal's not right now for either party. But at a time when you're closing in on the five million turnover, then we can speak again if the business at that stage is still a fit. So it's really important that we look at the context. A phrase that I use a lot in the work that I do is, um, first of all, assumption. What must be going on in a person's own world for that behaviour to be the right response? What must be going on in a person's own world for that behaviour to be the right response? And... um, and that's preceding, you know, that question, what must be going on in a person's own world for that behaviour to be the right response, is preceded by an assumption, to be honest. It says, um, in any one moment, a person's behaviour is the right response for them. In any one moment, a person's behaviour is the right response for them. So what must be going on in their world for that behaviour to be the right response for them? So in the first example of the WhatsApp warrior, it was banging on about regulatory thing. He wanted, he believed that whilst technically right, that it was his responsibility to share with the group. And when the group didn't say, yes, you're right, we won't engage, we won't talk, he felt he had to keep on putting his point across. Instead of actually having the emotional intelligence to recognise the group had registered his point, but it wasn't, you know, in terms of timing, it wasn't the right context, it wasn't the right place for that. The what must be going on um, 
in in the person's behaviour to make it the right response for the gentleman selling his business. It was he getting excited about the five million because he wanted the sense of achievement having achieved organic growth to five million. There is so much fascinating. I, I love the whole body language piece. I, I was trained, you know, to a high level around the stuff I did around NLP. But also within NLP was a master trainer called Eric Robbie who had uh, a real speciality for what was called sensory acuity and noticing the slightest nuances. I really wind up my little boy, my seven-year-old boy, because he can't lie. <laughs> Because there's just the slightest micro gestures at the corner of his mouth, and um, I know I know immediately when he's lying or not, and he absolutely hates it. But I've been trained to look for those micro facial expressions to see the data on somebody's face and their body language when you just have a glance and that moment of data. And it's so fascinating that we need to be opening our eyes, our ears, and our gut feel, our sense to what is being said, but also to what's not being said. And also, please remember that intelligence without social empathy and context is a hindrance. Hey, Gavin here. You love the audio format because you listen to podcasts. I'm a massive fan of learning through audio courses and books. What I particularly like about Knowable is that courses are short form, like a podcast, and expert-led, like an audiobook, with courses on leadership from the commander of the International Space Station and on startups from the co-founder of Reddit. Grab yourself 20% off with coupon code GAVIN, in capital letters, G-A-V-I-N, which brings the price down to just over $3 a month. It's a no-brainer. Download the Knowable app or visit knowable.f. YI. Use code Gavin to get 20% off. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact. <laughs>